0: The award-winning crunch time for Azito Power Tools, German design quality and innovation powering DIYers. All day, every day.
1: Whitfield running uh, towards his defensive goal. It's a bit of a dicey handball. They're in all sorts of trouble. Then there's uh, an appeal for holding the ball on Ash. Umpire said no. They're a bit stiff here in the lines. It comes out of Cameron, though, who kicks number seven. And he's counting them to the crowd. He's showing off his bag. He's doing pistols and he's right up and about, Charlie. And uh, so he should
0: be. Charlie Cameron, seven of Brisbane's 16 goals. The end score, 16-12, 108 to GWS, 13-9, 87. You're listening to Sunday Crunch Time. Tom Morris here with Josh Jenkins and Callum Toomey. The Brisbane Lions just keep ticking along.
2: Yeah, they do. And... It was the first quarter that set them up in the end, wasn't it? Five goals to two in that game. And that ended up being the margin basically at the end. Look, the Giants actually were pretty decent across the, the contest. They outnumbered them in terms of possession. Josh Kelly, Steve Canilio were, were really dominant throughout the midfield. But the star quality of Brisbane shone and the goal-kicking power that they've got now. Uh, I think we're seeing a more rounded performance from Joe Danaher. And I'm interested to ask Josh about that as well In in... What sort of role is best for Joe, and what's the best mix for him in that forward line and, and ruck partnership as well with Oscar McInerney?
1: Yeah, he he's always looked really good, Danaher. Like when he gets up and he gets the ball between sort of 50 and and halfway, because he, he 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 is a really potent field kick, and the Lions love to to get their um to walk their defenders or take their defenders high and then turn them around. And you know, Charlie's got so much speed, he loves to run back toward goal. Eric Kipwood is similar. He's got such, you know, almost every time he plays, he's playing on someone that he's quicker than and and, and and can take them on long runs back to goal. So, I think Danaher's the key to that. When he can get up and either take a contested mark, which almost always leads to fast play off the back of that, or just hit up as a, as a I guess you'd call it a, a half forward or a centre-half forward and then be able to wheel onto that left foot. They look really, really potent, but I think they just speaking to, um, or speaking um, on your point, Cal, about them looking a little bit more rounded. I think Dunkley and Ashcroft give them a little bit more um, stability and and not 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 honesty, but just the way they go about it is 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 very much uh, more level. They're not reliant on fast play and they're not reliant on getting the ball out the back or or creating opportunities for their dangerous forwards 1v1. I think they just look like a more rounded, well-rounded football team at the moment.
0: Are you a believer in the Brisbane Lions,
1: Josh? I always have been. Even uh, I've stuck up for them uh, at nauseam because they make prelim finals, which just, it's not easy to do. They just feel like a team, and uh, Geelong were the same before the, the breakthrough premiership last year. There's a couple of teams who we only judge them on a premiership or bust, and... Brisbane have sort of been in that in that category for a few years, where either you know they lost a prelim at home or they lost a a first final at home to Richmond. How could they? You know that's a failure, that's a failed season. But the reality is, and, and credit to them, they've set a set themselves uh, a benchmark that is really hard to live up to in such a competitive competition. And 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 they've done a good job of being able to reload and restock and continue moving forward. So I love the subtle changes they've made in their game plan. They're defending. Uh, a little bit more as a, as a group. They're not necessarily defending as one-on-one as they were, and uh, I love the way they've, they've gone about it. They're still the most watchable team in the competition as far as I'm concerned. Big call. Most watchable team in the comp. That is a big call. I'm not sure if I'd... Can you throw one at me that's uh, more watchable, I uh, think they... uh, Collingwood. Gentlemen? I think Collingwood. What about your
0: old team, Josh, the Adelaide Crows?
1: Oh, they're getting there, but um, one hot day doesn't make a summer, uh, Tom. <laughs> they... Uh, we need to uh, we need to see it a little uh, bit more consistently than Brisbane have been doing this for four or five years. They've been putting up big scores for four or five years. So uh, when you've got Cameron and Danaher and Rayner and Bailey and Hipwood, they've got five or six guys who can kick five or six goals on any given night. The
2: Giants want to be watchable. We've heard from Adam Kingsley across his first summer and first few rounds in charge of bringing back the Orange tsunami, and we saw flashes of that, particularly late as, as the game was up for grabs. There, they made a bit of a charge. Josh, have you seen their progression in a in a group that's clearly in transition under a new coach?
1: Hardest team to get a read on, don't you think? Like, yeah. Coming into the season, I thought, yeah, they they could probably finish eighth or they could finish fifteenth. Like, just. Really hard to get a read on them, partly, I guess, because we don't hear as much about them. Being in the west of Sydney, you just, I guess, don't see as much and hear as much about them. But, um, you know, Toby Green's been outstanding. And, you know, yesterday and I've heard plenty of commentary about, you know, the Giants players getting so much of the footy and the Lions bids getting only around 19, 20 disposals. But um, they're just, I, I think they're a team that's really trying to find themselves, particularly with a new coach, yeah, we've seen Essendon with a new coach. It's a bit different, Brad Scott's experience for one, but he's he's tried to build on what they've already had. I think the Giants are really trying to redefine how they want to play and and with that is going to come some some, some real growing pains. Albeit, yesterday weren't really growing pains. One player separated that game yesterday, so they, um, they can hold their heads high in terms of the way they went about it yesterday. They just got beaten by Charlie Cameron, in a sense.
2: And a a bad injury setback for them as well with key defender. All-Australian Sam Taylor off with a hamstring injury. His replacement, Adam Kennedy, came on the ground then was off again as well with a knee injury there as the substitute. I'm concerned for their next block of games as well because they've won two. They've beaten Adelaide and Hawthorne, but they face the Swans next week in the Crosstown. That's a big match
0: all of a sudden for both clubs.
2: It is. After that, they have their rivals in the Western Bulldogs at home and Collingwood and St Kilda, then the Cats. Mm. They could go 0-5 out of that group.
0: Yeah, Adam Kingsley was a frustrated figure in the coach's box in previous weeks, less so yesterday. He had a little toy to help him. (laughs)
2: Yeah, the stress ball. The
0: stress ball. (laughs) Is this normal, Josh? You've been around footy clubs and inside footy clubs. Do do coaches use various mechanisms to ease the stress or is Adam Kingsley a a unique being in this
1: this sense? Well, they typically use uh, like a football manager to... to, to, uh, I remember... I remember sitting in a um, sitting in the stats box when I was injured one night in Adelaide, and David Noble, his sole role was to keep you know, keep focused. Don't worry about the umpires. Don't worry about the poor decisions from players. Keep focusing on your job. So um, I guess a, a stress ball is a little bit uh, less expensive than a David Noble as a head of footy. <laughs> so um, perhaps if it if it does the job, and, and it might be just like a trigger thing for him. It might be, and might he. You know, he's got it in his hand and he goes to really you know s- slam his fist down or pick up the phone and he's got that ball in his hand it might be just this little trigger thing for him that that reminds him hey just 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 Two seconds before you make a decision. So, um, yeah, I think it's I think it's 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 clearly a little bit unique. But if it does the job, then uh, then it's a very uh, not, it's a very cheap solution. You get to fit. that in a off cap. If I was a stress ball, I probably wouldn't want to be in the hands of Adam Kingsley all no. the coaches <laughs> out there. But I, just a couple of things on the Giants, though, and, and
2: this is a, a new brigade that we're starting to see come through. too. Brent Daniels has been injured. Mm. Uh, they've had such high hopes for him over the course of his career since he joined the club five years ago or so four goals for him uh, as yep. a small forward and they've, they've placed a lot of responsibility on him in that role Finn Gallahan continues to go on who was a, a top three pick a couple of seasons ago in the the dacos and darcy draft and Xavier O'Halloran, helleran who's in mm. a, a, a a key year for his career had kicked three goals so i do like the opportunities that have been given we saw a flush from Aaron Cadman as well with a big high mark, and we're going to see more of that as the season goes on. So I do like that he's able to bring these guys in, but that's going to be the challenges in it, this transition period. And
0: Toby Bedford played well in the VFL as well, Adam Kingsley said, in his return from a hamstring. If you're Adam Kingsley, Josh, how are you managing uh, Aaron Cadman this year? Is he playing the entire year in the seniors, or are you you're pushing him back and forth depending on need?
1: Um, yeah, I think, I think you're, you're playing him until – you're never dropping him anyway. Put it put it that way. Um, I think you're playing him until you feel it's best that he either needs a rest, and he'll, there'll be a few of those, because it's not going to be easy for him. You know, you got Himmelberg and Hogan and Green, who are going to take some attention. But he's a, he's naturally he's a big guy. He's a number one draft pick. He's he's going to get a good defender on him, who is better at the craft than he is, who is stronger than he is, who's been around longer than he is. And so they're more seasoned than he is. So. He's pretty much solely reliant on his talent taking over. So he, he'll he need some, some opportunities to take a rest. But he'll also need... He might just need, from a from a psychological point of view, an opportunity to go back to the VFL and, and just kick a few and just see the ball go through the goals. Like a basketball, he just want to get to the free throw line and see the ball go through the hoop. So he might need a few opportunities like that. But um, no, the, the talent is uh, undeniable with Cadman. And
2: the stocks of... Free agent Harry Hindenburg continued to rise, mm. Tom and Josh, because he's had a, a, the best two weeks of his season over the past two games. He was a match saver last week against Hawthorne and was really good again on Saturday against the Lions with a goal and, and 20 disposals. Prior to that, had been working into his year. I think he's clearly one of the most in-demand free agents in the game. I, I think there's probably about 10 clubs who are chasing him. The Spawn's are one club that has interest, but there's a lot of clubs that are looking at him as an option. What's he, what's he worth on the open market, years and money, Cal? Well, all free agents who are restricted demand five-plus years, and that's they're right. They get to F8, which I, I call fate, their footy fate, and then they're able to make a decision on where their footy fate lies after that. He is um, a player who, because of his versatility, can play both ends of the ground. He's going to appeal to clubs in different ways because of that. Some might need him as a key back. Some might see him as a key forward option. Some might see him as... The in-between guy who can do both and, and plug the hole for you. So, I think he's a seven hundred fifty thousand dollars player. Now, has has he had a seven hundred fifty thousand dollars season? Mm. Probably not. But your timing can be everything. And as the remaining tall key forward in the free agency group, uh, that's the the stocks that have to be placed in him. So, yeah, clubs are going to come in from him uh, for him for from all angles. And he's in really good form in the last couple of
1: weeks. He's a serious mm, player, Josh. He, he's he, yeah. He, look, he's he's not a he's not a number one forward or back. But I think the reason I agree that that he will probably attract five years at seven fifty, which does seem like a lot for for what he's put out in the, on the on the park and productivity is everything. But you know what price? What extra price? Say he's worth say he's worth five fifty. Then you probably put the extra two hundred in if we get him. We get him for free, obviously, but 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 we we can put him in the forward line, or we can put him in the back line. So the versatility is going to be his his biggest asset, and the, I guess the biggest lure for teams because look at Sydney, who who had no key defenders last night, and didn't have some of their key forwards either. So he could have filled a hole at both ends. So he would have been worth anything to to, to them last night. So um, I do agree that he'll he'll probably attract a, a big a big deal, five years, 7.50. Is he any chance, Cal, to, to, to stay where he's at? He's is he? Is he he's been at the Giants for a long time. I know the lure of playing in bigger games is, is there. His brother plays at Adelaide who would be able to tell him what it's like playing at a full Adelaide Oval. But is there a chance or a good chance that he sticks with the Giants? Yeah, there's
2: absolutely no doubt that he's he, a chance to do that. He's not checked out by any means. He's got ties to Sydney and remaining in New South Wales as well. So, yeah, he's holding his decision till later in the year. He's pretty relaxed about that, that career call that it's going to be. The other thing you're buying with Harry Himmelberg if you, you go and attract this type of player is availability. He plays. Mm. He plays every week. Mm. He, and that's he's that's that, that's a big factor. And, you know, as you mentioned, Josh, the ability to grab somebody without giving up a draft pick is is why clubs pay a little bit more for these free agents. We saw that last year with Dan McStay coming out of Brisbane and going to Collingwood. So, yeah, he he's right up there in the market, but also the Giants have the ability to
1: match a bid if they want to because he's a restricted free agent.
0: All right, keep your list which,
1: yep going, Josh. Which they've done before, haven't they, with Jeremy Cameron. And I, I just quickly, I uh, say this to young players all the time, your best ability, boys, is your availability. If you're available then you're able. So uh, durable guys are worth their weight in gold. I love that. I might write those quotes down. Very good (laughs) from
0: Josh Jenkins and Cal Toomey, as always, on Sunday Crunch Time. Stay with us. Keep your list management hats on. I've got a little game for you after a break.